1: Now, here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise.
2: Good evening and welcome to Cornerstone Radio. Pastor John Simon along with Pastor Ed Brody and Blaine Nurse from Cornerstone Transitional Housing. If this is the first time you ever join us at Cornerstone Radio, our mission is to break cycle of homelessness and to help men and women to get control of their lives. Folks, we're really glad to have you tonight. Um, I want to welcome you to to the radio show. I'm glad that you're with us. Tonight, we're going to be talking about excuses, and this is going to be interesting. Ed, what do you think about that?
3: I don't know. Do I have an
2: excuse? I don't know. Do you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to talk today. Yes, uh, we're missing Blaine tonight. Blaine's out of town. He's back in Virginia, going um, back there, visiting and having a good time. He will be with us next week. So um, we're going to miss him, and we hope that he'll have a safe journey back. And so I just want to go ahead um, and open up. Ed, I had a funeral I had to do last Saturday, and I know I joined you later at the other park. Would you give everybody kind of what happened last week? Yeah, it was
3: kind of interesting. Uh had a very interesting pair, prayer time with the girl. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, over at the first park we went to, there were very few people there. And uh, there were, I think, four people to help set up. And, and uh, we got set up and... I was getting the food out and everything ready, and the people come by. We got their food, and then I turned around to go pray for people. There's nobody there. They oh, like all wow. left. There was very few there anyway. So uh packed up and went over to the other place, and everybody bailed out, and I'm not supposed to carry weight. So I really debated about going over to the other place. This is how God blesses you when you do things like that. So I went over there anyway, and got some help we got things set up and uh uh livy come out and helped set some things up and uh kim and and uh but we were getting things up and livy always got to have prayer So uh, i said okay let me get things set up and get started and then we'll have some prayers said, okay so we got uh and got things set up and people were coming through and kim was standing there i said how are you feeling how are you doing? She says, ah, uh, okay. I said, well, it sounds like you need prayer. She said, yeah. And and I turned around, and on the other side of the table was a, a young woman, 30 years old. I'm, I'm guessing I'm very good, bad at ages, but somewhere in that area. And before I could say anything, she says, can I have prayer too? Mm. I thought, oh, that's great. She really wants prayer. Well, as we're getting as we're serving and getting things ready, she comes over and she says, hey, I have to go to the bathroom. Will you be here when I get back? Because I need prayer. <laughs> okay, I had never had that happen before. But So when we got done, we got everybody fed and clothed. Well, I, I prayed for Livy and I prayed for Kim. By the way, you need to beware of Kim when we go out there Saturday. She was upset that you abandoned her friend out there. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> she was joking. She was joking. Kim kids me all the time. but. But, uh anyway, so I prayed for those two, and the, uh, the uh, young lady came over, and I saw her standing back, so I went over to her and said, "What do you need prayer for?" And she said, uh, "Well, I don't know." <coughs> so I started making some suggestions, and when I came to protection, her eyes lit up, and she says, "Yeah, I need prayer for that." But the prayer was interesting, and kind of uh, well, without going into detail, I can have, kind of have an agreement with the Holy Spirit." I start, he finishes. Amen. And uh, so I my prayer was that the Holy Spirit would lead and guide her away from anything that was a danger. And then all these words came into my my thought. Uh, the next thing I prayed for was that God would send her guardian angels to, to stand between her and any danger, anything. And it went from that to the fact that uh, I like the New Living Translation's uh, phrase for Jesus, the host of heaven's army. Yes, And I uh, started praying that the host of ev- heaven's army, who has all these warriors at his beck and call, would send warriors to protect her. And I thought, boy, that's a great prayer. <laughs> and I know it didn't come from me. Um, and, uh, and as I closed in prayer, a thought came in my mind, Something I've never called him is General Jesus.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) He is
3: General Jesus. So it was – she was really thankful for it, so she needed that. But it was just kind of a combination of things I'd never thought of praying for her and how she
2: was comforted by what the Holy Spirit had to say. You know, I love that when the Holy Spirit just takes over you and um, puts words in your mouth that you can – that you just go, man – i just love that when the holy spirit comes like that yeah. so i uh, yeah you know and jesus says the high priest is the general so he is in charge so <laughs> yes we do know that i know when i showed up out there after i got done with the funeral there um i showed back up there i went up there and i i looked over and i looked at them and and, they, and i said hey did you help pastor ed oh yes we helped him we did all this so i was really happy to see that they were there so yeah. that they gave you a big hand um That's what happens when you're very faithful and you keep going out there. They just – you don't really realize how much you mean to them. Oh. And, yes. I I know they've offered
3: protection to us. Oh, yes. And that's why we go out there without any fear because when when somebody hassles us and it's happened, uh, the first thing we get is the people on the street tell us, don't worry, we got your back. Yeah. And in fact one even came up and said you want me to take that guy out of here? <laughs> no, no, leave him alone. <laughs> yeah. He, I'm I'm not afraid of him. Leave him alone. So that's that's uh, the kind of re- of uh, relationship we have with them out there
2: yeah god loves everyone and even though they have some bad actions, sometime god still cares for them so yeah i'm glad that everything went well for you out there um i know it's had to be one of those times where we're kind of down everybody was on vacation and way so kind of put us in a little spot there but um it's kind of funny that how that park wells over there usually is one of our busiest places so it's kind of funny that um how they sometimes show a lot we usually have a big crowd so that was kind of maybe a blessing for you so you weren't over overwhelmed so yeah okay well you know what like again um, i'm glad that everything went good and god was with you we got the tonight's show is on excuses so everybody they say everybody has one ed (laughs) so i'm gonna go ahead and open up and i'm gonna uh, open up with romans 120 and this is i think is a good one about excuses for ever since the world was created people have seen the earth and sky through everything god made they they can clearly see his invisible qualities and his internal power and his divine nature so they have no excuse for not knowing god and i have to believe that uh, this big bang stuff and all that uh, is just i just i I, I don't want to get into a big discussion about it but um it's just evidence that it it took a bigger person with somebody who made what we have here on earth. It just didn't fall into place. I don't believe that just a big bang happened and then everything came out of the ocean or this or that. So um, I'm just not trying to be mean or say anything about it. It's my belief, what I'm saying. But yeah. I believe there is a God, and I know there is. But anyway, I wrote down here, we really have no valued, uh, valid excuse for not believing in God, obeying him or receiving his forgiveness. There is plenty of evidence for God in His creation and in the Scripture to point us in the right direction. If you read the Scripture, that I always tell everybody, the the New Testament from uh, Revelation twenty-two all the way to Genesis chapter one, that book all entwines with each other. And you and you you when you start to see it and you start to realize it. You know well, there is a God, I mean yeah. it's just so awesome, man, but i'm going to go ahead and start off, and this is what I think about excuses, and this is what I wrote down here's abra abra um Adam used a typical bad excuse for sin, and I can document that in genesis three twelve i this is one the always one always got me, and um this is when God was asking him. <laughs> What what who, what happened here? Who ate the fruit? And why did you eat the fruit? And who did this? And it went down a list. Eve said to the what? The snake? Yeah. He made me do it. And then Adam had a great, here's, here's his excuse. And this is Genesis 3.12. It says, the man replied, it was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit and I ate it. You know, (laughs) we come up with excuses, and you know how he said it wasn't his fault. Did you notice how the wording was? It was God's fault because he gave the woman to him. Now, yep. he would have never ate it if the woman hadn't been there, right? So I, I get a tickle out of this. I, I think God has a sense of humor, and especially when he adds a lot of this stuff in. Um, here it is, you know, uh, about excuses, and we all do it. You know, um, I've been guilty of saying things before using excuses. Um, I love Sarah. when she, um, This is the next one I wrote. Sarah blamed Adam to, uh, to excuse herself. And we remember that one within Sarah she had her um maid I wasn't not maid but a handmaid, handmaid. Right? yes and she um, and they couldn't conceive kids so she let abraham and let them have you know have her handmaid there uh, to conceive and then she got all upset about it and because you know got jealousy started happening and this is what she said and then um, said and then sarah said to abraham this is your this is all your fault I put my servant into your arms, but now that she's pregnant, she treats me with contempt. The Lord will show who's wrong. You are me. Now, <laughs> here's and we do have excuses like that. Either we're blaming someone else, which we usually blame everybody else. We very rarely take fault on ourselves, and and that's what one thing about with God, with repentance. If you just give God and tell God, Hey, God, I messed up i did some bad thing in my life i want to change i don't want to walk that life or that ways help me with my problem and but you know and sometimes you know i wonder in our prayers how we handle that too ed you know what i mean what kind of excuses do we use in our prayers mm-hmm. uh the next one i'd like to say is when um moses claimed he lacked the skills to serve god and that one would be in exodus four ten, and um and so what I'd like to um, do here is just say when that one's pretty easy to do. But what the thing about with that one is is that we all have excuses. I can't go out and serve in the ministry because I don't got the skills. Or uh, you know, or I don't have the time. Or you can use another excuse is is that it's my only day off, so I need to take care of my business. So there's always excuses why we can't serve God why we can't do things and and i wonder we can say that now but when you're standing in front of god are you going to use that kind of excuse to him i mean, he, he knows all things right he, he knows our inner thoughts and he knows who <laughs> we are so i mean so when you can you can blame others or you can not blame yourself. Here again, I'm not saying to convict anybody. I'm just saying we all have excuses. I use them, Ed. I know that you have done it in your life. So I just just being making aware of our excuses. Um, you know, Aaron gave a, a lame. I wrote and Garen gave a lame excuse for making an idol, and that was in Exodus uh 32:24. And I'd like to read that one to us. In 32:24, it states so i was uh, so i told them this is um this is Aaron telling you know the lord and everybody hey this is what i did it for and um this is when they're making the golden calf you remember and so he says so i told them whoever has gold jewelry take it off and when they brought it to me i just simply threw it into the fire (laughs) and it came and, and out came this calf (laughs) Oh <laughs> okay now that's now that's a excuse that i would have liked to see taking really? off your jury taking off the gold and throwing it off and out came a gaff. you know Just, now i you know god's got to have a sense of humor when you hear some of this i mean someone told me that i would start laughing you know it's like really you're really coming up with that yeah. so and you know um these are some of the excuses that are out of the bible so um I, I, i don't know i just i just get i get a tickle um god's good it's funny. there's a lot of humor in the bible um here gideon um i wrote down gideon claimed he wasn't worthy of god's calling that was in judges and that was in 6 uh, 6 uh, 15 and um and 16 again here's a man anointed by god gave him power and said hey you need to go take care of this and here he's using excuse of himself again that i'm not worthy and that i yeah, i can't do this you got god god gives you everything that you need to take to we know this through the ministry i i've actually seen when it came time that oh man we're we're going to run out of food we're going to run out of clothing we're going to god always opened the door and gave us that yeah. that uh that to take care of <laughs> us throughout uh throughout you know helping us with the food and the clothing and help and all the above so um Sometimes we, we gotta take our eyes off ourselves and look at the power of God. And that's Absolutely. what this is about. Let's see. Um, also in um, Samuel, uh, 1 Samuel 15, 15, you remember Saul? Saul, this is Saul I wrote down, Saul tried to justify his sin with a bad excuse. And that's when they told um they told him um, in first um Sam, you know first Samuel's there, that's when he had to go and take care of, uh, uh, was it uh, the Amorites, or I can't remember that, Amokites. Amokites. Yes, and, A- and A- Agag, the king, Agag. He-, he-, he saved him. He didn't kill him. He took care of all the worthless stuff, but he kept all the good stuff, right? Yeah. So he tried to tell uh, God, and this is, uh, let me see if I got it here, uh, 1515, let me see here. Okay. And he said, this is what he said. It's, it's true that the army spared the best of the sheep, the goats, and the cattle, Saul admitted. But but they are going to sacrifice them to the Lord your God. We, <laughs> he says, and we have destroyed everything else. So he's trying to tell him, hey, well, look, we're going to sacrifice them anyway. And, and, and it's a bad excuse. He, he, he didn't do what he was supposed to. God told him what needed to be done. He didn't do it and he went and he was what happened? He was putting himself back and thinking about himself and that again. So Mm -hmm. we go through these these illustrations here and I think it's great. And I love this one. This one's always the one that a lot of people know. It's going to be uh Luke twenty two sixty. And when uh and this is why I wrote Peter made an excuse when he when questioned by Jesus. Okay. And this is in twenty two sixty and he sits there, and, and um, this is when he um, was talking about denying about Christ. Yeah. And but Peter said, "Man, I do not know what you're talking about." And a minute while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. How many times did he deny cross, Christ? Three times. And here he told Christ, hey, "I will never. Nothing's ever going to separate me from you. I'm going to be there. If we go to war, I'm going to right be at your side. I'll never leave you." nothing's going to happen and sure enough when it came time to defend christ he didn't do it he made excuses why he, he and that's fear fear overcomes us and that's one of the, that's a torment of a spirit and we know about that so illustration is throughout the whole bible and if we look at it it has some comical views at it so you can get a little laugh at it and but you know what you got to, it, it's a it's an illustration to keep us in line that we got to take our sight off ourselves and the world and keep our eyes fixed on God. And once we do that, we'll make less excuses, and we'll start um, working with the Lord. Amen. Amen. So, Ed, I know I'm going to give you this time. So,
3: Yeah, I want to I follow up with what you started with. Uh, this comes out of Proverbs 24:12. It says, don't excuse yourself by saying, look, we didn't know. For God understands all hearts, and He sees you. He who guards your soul knows you. Uh, keeps, He who guards your soul knows you knew. He will repay all people for their actions. So God knows when you're using an excuse, and it's a phony one. Uh, and I say that meaning it's not true, mm-hmm. which most excuses are. Uh, then God knows. He's uh, He's right there with you. I want to go over to Luke uh, chapter 14, starting verse 15, and, and this is uh, going to be a story Jesus tells, and I like the way Jesus tells stories because he always uses the extreme so you don't miss his point. Mm. And uh, started at verse 15, it says, uh, hearing this, a man sitting at the table with Jesus explained what a blessing it will be to attend the banquet in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied with this story: A man prepared a great feast and, and sent many out and sent out many invitations. When the banquet was ready, he sent the servant to tell the guests, "Come, the banquet is ready." But they all began to make excuses. One said, "I have just bought a field and must inspect it. Please excuse me." Another said, "I have just bought 5 pairs of oxen and I want to try them out. Please excuse me." And another said, I just got married, so I can't come. Now, if, if you think just a minute, this banquet is in the, in the evening usually. That's when they had their banquets. And this man wants to go inspect his field in the dark. Now, my first thought when I read this was if he's making an investment, a smart man would go inspect the field before he bought it, not after. So his excuse doesn't make any sense, um, and the and the man that write the, that had the oxen is the same way. He says, "I have just bought five pairs of oxen. I want to try them out in the dark, in the evening. It's not when you work your animals. You start them in the morning." So these excuses just don't hold don't hold water. They're they're phony excuses. They're to put it bluntly they're just flat out lies the third man though <laughs> I gotta say I'm not sure about him he says I just got married so I can't come and uh, that could be true if he was just married and they hadn't decided who the head of the household was and she said no <laughs> it may be why he couldn't go But <laughs> and I say that tongue in cheek before I get in trouble mm. But uh, but his excuse really wasn't a legitimate excuse either because if you read the rest of this story you find out that all he had to do was go and ask and his wife would have been invited so there was no reason for them not to come and that's kind of the way we are we find excuses Mm -hmm. sometimes it makes sense sometimes it doesn't Um, but the person that's receiving it has to stop and consider are you being honest with me uh-huh. And it kind of puts a bad light on you when he knows in these cases that these were not true. And and what he does, I'm not going to read the scripture, but what he does, he gets upset and he tells a servant to go out and take the people off the street. We're having a banquet. We're having a party. You invite the street people to come in and have the party with you. Uh-huh. And I'm sure they all enjoyed the party. But the... the the thing is, why did, why did God choose through? Well, it's, there are three excuses. It falls in the line with the, the uh, lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and pride. Oh. And that's what he's pointing out, is that because of your sins, then you're making excuses. This is about a banquet. It's actually a, a story he's telling about the Last Supper. Yep. And here are people who are making excuses on why they can't come to the Last Supper. Um, unfortunately, um, it's going to be pretty detrimental to them not to go to the Last Supper. But they've they've had their opportunity. They were invited, just as people today are invited to come and join Christ, and they refuse. Then their excuses are the ones that uh, are the thing that's keeping them out of the banquet. Mm-hmm. One of the uh, things that's, that he's uh, talking about here too is that uh, he was they were following the letter of the law, not the letter of the spirit and uh so the law uh, it, they try to live by the law and then they do fairly well, they think they 're okay it 's like the story of I do good works i 'm getting into heaven yeah. I uh, I feed people, I clothe people, and I'm going to get into heaven, and it's not true. Uh, it's it's not about your works, right. and and yet that's what the excuse they use to get into heaven. So there's going to be a price to pay, and I could get, It's it's not about the law; it's about the spirit. Amen. And uh, the law was written to point out what sinners we are. Yes, so that we know we need Christ, and we need to turn to Him, and and that's uh, that's where we should be—is asking forgiveness, not making excuses. That's
2: right. And 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 folks, this is not about how bad we all are. Or how about this? is. It's just to make us aware of what kind of are we making excuses not to serve. Are we? Are what we are doing here? Um, it, it just keeps us in line to make sure what we're doing for the Lord is not of ourselves. It's because it's what we're supposed to be doing. And and you know, you hit it right on the money there. And I love the illustration that you put up with the people there. It, it, You know, people see through that, you know. So, well, Ed, it's getting time to end the show here. It's getting down to here. You got it, something you were looking just, up? Just one real okay.
3: quick. When of Romans 3.19 says, Obviously the law applies to those to whom it was given. For the purpose is to keep people from having excuses and to show that the entire world is guilty before God. And that's the purpose of uh,
2: the law. Absolutely. And that's what it's about. Let's let's keep that in mind. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed the show tonight. I thank you for being with us. I just want to give a shout-out to Goodwill, but Kim, and Anna. Thank you guys for helping us with the clothing. I want to give um, sombreros over there with Javier. Hey, thank you, Javier, and your family for helping us. And also, we like to give uh, Skyline Church, uh, Tim and... Jeremy over there. Hey, Jeremy, guys, I appreciate you all your help. And Steve Forsyth over at the Alcone Westland Church. Thank you. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can give us a call at 619-715-6915. Or you can go online to transitionalhousing.org And you can help us out in the ministry if you want to give. Or you can reach us through there, too. Uh, folks, I hope this was exciting tonight. And I hope that God touched your heart. And I hope everybody has a good night. And God bless
1: you. Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Join us again next week at this same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. This has been Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on KPraise